hallelujah jesus we thank you we give you praise for another wonderful opportunity to partake of your word we thank you for this awesome day that you have made thank you for your grace and your privilege among us thank you because your love is enduring and everlasting upon us thank you for your spirit inside us thank you for the availability of your word you sent your word he healed us and he delivered us from all our destruction lord again today we come to ask that you will send forth your word to us in the name of jesus your life breaking word your joy giving word that you will send to us in the name of jesus grant us wisdom oh lord thank you father in jesus mighty name we pray hallelujah wherever you are listening to this can you just take uh, the next 30 seconds let's just take a shot in the holy ghost everybody pray in the holy ghost wherever you are whatever you might be doing listening to this just pray you don't need to disturb anybody just pray in the holy ghost for the next 30 seconds Oh, Shkalevarahazimopatevraskivinazuzufatevrakaskimaha. We thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning to you all. Uh, whatever time it is you're listening to this, it's a great, great privilege to come your way again. Uh, I rejoice at this word as one that finds a great spoil. His word is the delight of my soul. And I think it's the delight and it should be the delight of every one of us, the children of God also today i bring a very very strong word uh of the lord to us uh my heart is so heavy as i bring this word uh it's a burden of the spirits still in keeping with everything that we have been discussing uh at least for the past four weeks um yes still in keeping still in line with all we've been discussing and today again uh, the Lord has added a, a fresh layer of burden in, uh, onto my heart to share with every one of us, uh, regardless of your status, regardless of your stage, regardless of your age, regardless of where you stand in the scheme of things. This particular message is very, very vital for all of us. And I really... Um, beseech you that even as you are being blessed by this you could also share with your believing neighbor um, so that the mass recruitment that god has proposed to do in his heart he can uh, achieve very well and 
that project can be a huge success you also have a part to play in it hallelujah but today we just want to uh keep up with everything that god wants to have us see and we're gonna start up we're gonna read um we're gonna read um some amount of scripture uh let's start off from psalms oh thank you father thank you jesus thank you thank you i'm gonna start from psalms Read Psalm 144. I want to speak to you today about spiritual warfare. Hmm. About spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. And I really, really want you to behold everything we're going to say. I want you to pay rapt attention to all that we're going to say today. Your destiny, your life, the outcome of your life might be just depend on it psalms 144 from verse 1 just gonna read the first two verses blessed be the lord my strength which teached my hands to war and my fingers to fight hmm. my goodness and my fortress my high tower and my deliverer my shield and in he he in whom i trust who subdued my people under me uh blessed be the lord my strength which teached my hands to war and my fingers uh to fight or to battle if you um if you followed uh for the past couple of weeks and we've been talking about the educational structure that is in god the system by which god trains us and by which god uh facilitates our building process facilitate our building process i want you to understand that you are a building in in progress yes you are you are a building being you are construction that is what i mean you are construction under progress and the chief and the master constructor the architect and the civil engineer inside himself is god god himself is the civil engineer on site is the master contractor he is the architect is the one in charge of the building process just as peter has said that every one of us we are as lively stones that is being built up uh, into an holy habitation unto the lord so you are a building that is ongoing god is building you and so we've been um saying that yeah, yeah, there are there are means by which God facilitates that building process in the learning environment. And actually how God does that, how God builds us is that He builds us uh uh He builds us by teaching us it abuses us by teaching us we can see that in the discipleship model of jesus to his disciple jesus built those world class eternal and i mean time time they are not they are not time bound they are timeless apostles he built them by learning by teaching them by tutoring them by discipling them by the ministry of 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 teaching by the teaching ministry by demonstration and everything he built uh such work as apostle it it is not uh it has not been that reality is not lost uh in god right now in our time and in our age god still builds us god still brings us to the full measure of what he wants to uh actualize in our life only by discipling us only by teaching us and we have said that it is only 
when we sit under the influence and under the teaching ministry of jesus of the holy spirit that we are built that we can be built that we can be built he said uh, you have known the holy scriptures from the youth paul talking to timothy you say you have known the holy scriptures from the youth and he has made you wise he has made you wise unto righteousness he was speaking to the Ephesians elders in in acts chapter 20 he, he told them he said he said uh, i commend you to god and to the word of his grace i commend you to god and to his discipleship tool i commend you to god and to his to his to his discipleship class which is able to build you up that word that word that that the god who is the discipler and the word which is a discipleship tool by which it disciples people that i commend you to is able to build you up and then it's able to give you your inheritance among them that are sanctified so today we are looking at another uh, another aspect another course in the teaching curriculum of this master called the holy spirit we are looking at another course in this teaching in this teaching syllabus of this good master that is called the lord uh many people think that when we talk about the lord jesus christ they have a very very twatted idea of the lord jesus christ we tend to think jesus as a very very jelly like boneless i mean just this sanguine this i mean very twatted idea of jesus christ i think jesus christ is 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 a conservative individual who who is just so gentle and so quiet and uh, but that is not right. That is not right. You find gentility in Jesus. Jesus is 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 a he, he is an embodiment of everything that God represents. You find holiness at its peak in Jesus Christ. Yet you find power in Him. You find gentility, love, and care in Jesus Christ. Yet you find a, you find severity in Him. That is what uh, somewhere in, in, the, in the writings of Paul, he said, Behold the goodness and the severity of God. Behold the goodness and the severity of God. It, 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 God handles the two. He, he, he contains the two and he never does contradict himself. So we, we, Jesus in his teaching uh, model also teaches us this dimension that we'll look at today. Someone once said that he is the Lord my strength and he is the one that teaches my hands to war. He teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. In, there, is, there is a teaching uh, aspect that we gain and that we all that we ought to gain that we ought to be gaining in our quest and our following the holy spirit now being discipled by the holy spirit which is also which is actually supposed to equip us for the battle and for the warfare of our time well whatever that time is that we that we that we're dwelling whatever that time is that we're dwelling and the, the reality of the war is so is so imminent the reality of the war is is so apparent that if you do not notice it, it is a very very great sign that you are under attack hallelujah the first symptom the first the first sign that you are under the attack direct attack of this matter is that you are unaware that there is an attack going on yes that's the first symptom 
that's the first thing because satan likes to 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 work incognito he likes to he, he likes to launch that attack those attacks he likes he likes to 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 launch them in incognito mode you you won't know you won't know in fact you might even fight anybody that is trying to bring your attention to the consciousness of the world but uh your ignorance about the world does not mean <laughs> the world is not going on it is going on hallelujah let us check psalm 2 to see the reality of this matter again ah thank you father thank you father why do they even rage psalms number two read from verse one and the people imagine a vain thing look at this one the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel kai 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 kanamosiva hai the kings of the earth they set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the lord and against his anointed saying let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us ah but verse 4 says that he that sits in the heaven shall laugh the lord shall have them in derision then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure yet have i set my king upon my holy hill of zion I have set my king upon my holy hill of, of Zion. So we see the reality of the war here. The kings of the earth, they set themselves in, in Nari. First, their target is, is God. There is an eternal line of battle that has been drawn between God and the devil. That is, that is, that is, I want you to have this understanding at the back of your mind, never to forget it. There is an ongoing war. There's an ongoing war. There's an ongoing war that has started for long between God and the devil. There's this enmity that has that has been ongoing between God and the devil. And every attempt, every attack of Satan, every attack of Satan, any any anything that the Satan is launching right now, he, the ultimate him, the ultimate goal, the the final end is to reach God, is to get at God anything satan is doing right now is to get at god is to reach at god he wants to he, he wants to he wants to he wants to win god ah what a what a what what a, what a mind what a mind satan has but the bottom line of, of, of what i'm saying is that what 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 underscores every attack that satan launched on anybody or any part of the earth or anywhere or any place everything is just to reach at god why satan is attacking you is to reach god because he knows that you are a product of the work of god you are you were made in the image of god and you are in the image of god so he knows that ah uh, if he can touch you oh he will consequently consequently you will touch god what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him you know satan was once in the angelic company he was once an angel he, he understand he knows this dialogue that went on in the angelic realm when 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 questions began to arise about god's interest god's particular interest in man in men in the mankind when this question began to come up in the angelic company about god's interest in mankind god god showed this so much affection for mankind that it began to generate a lot of questions and a lot of uh, uh, 
what, what, what's going on? God, what's going on? God, the Bible says God sneaks out of heaven to just to come and company with this with this newfound love of his with man. He comes to the to in the garden in the cool of the day just to fellowship, interact, to speak with men. He lives in the glory and the splendor that is in heaven just to come and interact with this with this creature called man. So they began to ask, What is man that you are mindful of him? Not the son of man that you visit him. So Satan understands this question too. Oh, he knows. Oh, I think this is man is the object of God's love. We are we are the we are the recipient of God's love. We are the one that is taking the affection of, of, of God. If I can touch man, I will be able to touch God. Hence is unending attack, is unending launch, is unending, is unending ascending of arsenals towards us and especially towards us who profess who profess the name of jesus is an ending attack towards us he, he knows if he can get at us he's gonna get he can get at god but unfortunately as we will see uh he cannot get at god he can ultimately ultimately god will win god will win. so number one thing that you must take away from here is that there is an unending war it's not unending anyway it will end one day it will end one day yes the bible made us understand that it will end one that that battle is not forever it's not eternal it will end one day god is actually going to take the victory one day but as long as this earth remains as long as uh, this this frame of reference called time remains that war is ongoing between god and between that ark rival called the devil it's ongoing and you will be a great it will be a great disservice on your part as one who profess the name of god for you to be oblivious of the fact of that war for you to be oblivious of the or of of that of that ongoing battle it will be a disservice it will be you'll be a minus in the harmony of god there is a war against your ordination there is a war against your ordination how what many the one of the ways one of the many ways that the attack of satan upon us who profess the name of god and who have sworn our allegiance who have given our sworn allegiance to god one of the many ways that he attacks or one of the reasons he attacks one of the end goal of his attacks is to is to walk against your ordination god. oh god oh god oh god i just hope you take this word seriously is to go against your ordination satan is trying everything and he will try everything that is possible in his power for you to not reach everything and for you to not reach the fullness of everything that god has ordained you to to reach he will do he will try everything in his arsenal and he i'm telling you he is trying it right away he is trying it right away you know you also know you you know without even anybody else you know the battle you are fighting underneath you know the things that you are you 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 are struggling with underneath you know that you know the things that that keeps you awake every day and keeps you crying to the lord every day you know the you know the con- the quest and the conquest that you are on every day you know it, it those are they are they are parcels that are delivered that are a 
against you fulfilling your ordination there are messages from the devil there are messages from satan he is out that everyone that has set his foot upon the standard of following god will not reach that ordination that fullness of what god has ordained the person to reach every one of us if you have a great a great one in god you will face that severe attack you face that severe attack satan will touch many things in your life satan will he, he, he will affect he will Mm. It will, it will, it will, it will, it will reach many places in you. Everything is to the end that it will cut you short of that full ordination that you have in God. There is an ongoing war. Ah, I, I come to make that cry. I come to make that cry. I'm, I'm so burdened in my heart. There is, there is an, an ongoing war. It, it, it falls between God and the devil. Yeah. You, you, it does happen that you happen to be on God's side and Satan will do everything to reach this God even if it means reaching you first even if it means cutting you short of your ordination first he will do everything there is, there is that ongoing battle Satan is against what God is building in you he's against it he, and he will do everything to, to thwart or to, to cut that process short in the middle let us pray in the Holy Ghost for 30 seconds. Neka brasi vila de valakon brasi vijahate kinoho. If you can, wherever you're listening to this right now, just pray in the Holy Ghost for 30 seconds. Kida vara hase vila komba niya sovika. Le brashe keto zile bondra se konva dize ko pariata le kugu duba. Ijida venaska pa bresili kandroske bekamona bresivaha. Le kaigo brezuzuva kapengista tonk mananda. Hallelujah. God is building you. God is building something out of you. Yes, listen to this. God is building something out of you. And God is building something through your hand. Yes, God wants to build you, and so that through your hand, it can also build other things, and it can also build other people. All of those building process, Satan will try, he will try, he will try everything in his power to cut you short. Let us check the Bible, Nehemiah, hmm. Nehemiah, check Nehemiah chapter 4. Let's check Nehemiah chapter 4. You see chapter 1, uh, chapter 4, let's read verse 2. Look at it, look at it. Nehemiah chapter chapter 4. This is the story of, 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 of Nehemiah. When he heard of the story of what had happened to Jerusalem in his land of captivity, the Bible says when, when, when those people came with report to where Nehemiah, to where Nehemiah is serving the king, when they came with, with the report and he asked them, what has happened? What has happened to the to the Jew that has escaped? What has happened to Jerusalem? And they said they gave him all that bad story. The Bible says Jeremiah began to weep. And he began to weep. And then began to mobilize resources to go rebuild the walls of Jerusalem that has been broken down. And then look at what began to happen when he when <laughs> when, when Nehemiah began the building process. Look at what began to happen. Look at it now. Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 2. And verse 1 first. But when but it came to pass that when Sambalat and when Sambalat had that we built the wall, that it was wrought high, it took great indignation, and he mocked the Jews. 
when Sambalat had that we build the wall, just remove Sambalat, put Satan. When Satan had, when Satan knew, when Satan came to came to the knowledge that something is being built in you and that something is being built by your hand, that it was wrought. Hi. Satan will never hear of a, of a building process that is being done by God and not be filled with wrath. He will never. He's filled with that God is building you, that you are making progress, that you are making gain in your spiritual work with God, that you are growing in God, that the educational, the, the educational, educational pro, pro, program of God is progressing in your life is a is a source of wrath. To the devil and when the devil gets angry he doesn't sit down he comes and look at it now look at it now and he spake verse 2 and he spake before his brethren and the army of samaria and said hmm, what do these feeble jews what do these feeble jews what are they doing will they fortify themselves will they sacrifice will they make an end in a day hmm. Will they revive stones out of the heap of the rubbish with a bond? Oh my God. Oh my God. Now Tobiah, verse 3, now Tobiah the Ammonite was within. And he said, even that which they build, even fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. You see that this is a strategy of warfare and that we must master it. I'm going to lay it out very, 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 very soon. Very, very soon. It's a, a, a war strategy that we must lay out. That we must lay out. But I'm telling you first and foremost that, look, there is, there is an ongoing war. That Satan is launching ongoing attack. And I tell you prophetically by the by the Spirit of the Lord that that warfare is in, the, is in its severe stage now. It's in its most severe stage now. I was speaking with... I was speaking with the with, with the prophet with the prophet is a, a lady some some weeks back like four or five weeks ago and then she began to narrate her encounters with the lord encounter the lord and uh, what we deduce from that discussion is that see l is l bent just as reverend said l is l bent l is they are they are determined to stop at no extent they are determined not to stop at any extent until they see that every program of God in your life is terminated. They are, oh my God, the, the, the attack, the wave of that attack is severe in this time, in this season. And it will be a great disservice for you to not be equipped as, as a soldier in that army of the Lord that we and for God in this time and in this age is 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 a great great word. Ephesians chapter six verse twelve says that he said he said for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Verse ten says put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wild of the devil. Put on the whole armor. Verse twelve now says we fight we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities, against power, against rulers of darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Those are the people that we wrestle against. Those are the people that we we wrestle against. And again, Second Corinthians, I think, chapter ten from about verse four was saying that our weapon of war. Our weapon of, of, of warfare, they are not carnal. They are not carnal. They are made mighty through God to pull down strongholds, pull down strongholds, to cast down imagination. Every item that exalts itself against the knowledge of God to bring captive every imagination to obey Christ. 
to obey Christ. That is our warfare. Is a is a is a is a terrific landscape now. That as a Christian, you cannot be nominal. As a Christian, when it comes to the matter of your spiritual warfare, of a spirit of a Christian spiritual warfare, you cannot be on the fence. No, you have to be on God's side. Moses said, if you be on the Lord's side, if all of you that are on the Lord's side, come, come, come to me, come to me. You cannot be on the fence. You have to be, you cannot be passive about this matter. You cannot, you cannot. The matter of your destiny is laced with so much warfare but but this is the goodness this is the goodness look at it look at it now the first thing that you must understand in warfare yes now begin to pay attention now the first thing that you have to understand in spiritual warfare to grant us victory that number one warfare is approach with a disposition you approach every spiritual warfare with a disposition and that disposition is a victorious disposition you are you come you come with with a with a victory mindset just as it's been said we fight from victory not for victory we fight from from win we have won already that is where that is our place that is where we fight from but even when we stand in victory and we do not fight that victory might never never be materialized just as just as a wise man said he said there are things that will happen even if we pray but there are some other things that will never that will not happen that will not happen because we do not pray there are things that will not happen yes even if we pray even if we pray there are some things that will not happen that they will still not happen even if we pray about them and there are some other things that will not happen because we do not pray about them so if you stand in victory if you have that advantage position of victory and you do not still launch out to battle that victory might eventually not be materialized in your life and on your destiny so we fight we fight but where we fight from is victory we we do not we do not fight hoping to win no we fight knowing that we won we do not fight hoping that we will win we fight knowing that we won we won in christ the ultimate battle that is why i said that we know the end of this matter even from when it starts we know that when when all the chips are down we will still be the one standing our party will still be the one whose flag is on we know we know where it will end jesus has made us know his point principalities apart he has showed us that template already we know we win we know we win. and therefore we must fight to ensure that 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 the victory of that battle is is substantiated is brought to bear because you might begin to say oh if if we won if we fight from victory why does why the why the why the very massive loss of ground that that the church is making or that the why why the loss of the ground that the church, church is making on on a daily almost daily basis almost daily basis it is because of you and i it is because we have not stood up we have not we have not we have not set ourselves in our place in our we have not arranged ourselves in our rank to facilitate and to enforce the victory that we have even though we already have them even though we are here but first is a dispositional matter we fight we fight from victory 
not for victory. Look at it now. Nehemiah, look at look at just two chapters before that. Nehemiah chapter two. Look at verse, look at verse 20 of it. Look at verse 20. Look, Nehemiah said, I answered. If you check verse 19, you still see Sambalat and Tobiah there. This, these are these are systems of darkness. They are they are systems of Satan. They are put in place to to <laughs> God to force discourage you. That is what they want to do first. It's it's a discouragement system. Is a is a is a matter of the mind. Joyce Mayer says the battlefield of the mind is the is is first a matter of the mind the, to 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 first weaken your morale, to first weaken your own your 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 any sense of any sense of value of any sense of any any of your sense of worth that you might be bringing to battle is it, first to send that discouragement to you that is what it, it does look at their system their system and he put that thing in place and that is why you must understand this disposition matter that on this matter of my life no matter how fierce the battle is no matter how raging the storm is i i i will win i will win i will stand out at the end of all this matter i'm going to stand out tall and that is why you fight that is why you fight and that is how you will fight knowing that at the end of this battle you will stand out tall. look at it both verse 19 but when shambalat and to the horonite and to buy the servant the ammonite and geshem the arabian heard it they laughed us to scorn my god my god my god they laughed is a strategy i'm telling you they laughed us to scorn it it will seem it will seem i mean even this matter of spiritual warfare which are which we're talking about now if some hear it they they ridicule it they mock it i mean who, who, who talks about warfare spiritual warfare in the 21st century I mean, they just laugh it out. I mean, what was what, this one saying? Grace of the Lord is there. Yes, the grace of the Lord is there. But that doesn't mean there is still no war. The grace of the Lord equips us to fight the war. They laugh to scorn. And, and, and surprisingly and shockingly, the irony of the matter is that many, many believers are bought into the mockery of Satan. They themselves now mock people who stand and who claim, who, who hope to stand as honey for God. They, they, they disdain them. You mean what what are you fighting for? What are you what are you what are you standing for? I mean don't stress yourself. Just enjoy. Enjoy in the fullness of what God has brought. Yes, we enjoy all the fullness of what God has brought. But we also know that the full the, the enjoyment the, the fullness of our enjoyment to serve the purpose of the kingdom to serve the purpose of the kingdom we receive those things to the end of the kingdom just as jesus said in john chapter 3 he said unless a man is born of water and of spirit he cannot see the kingdom he cannot enter into the kingdom the goal is the kingdom the end is the kingdom being born of the spirit being born of water and with all the privileges that came with it that came with it is the starting point we needed to to gain those things to gain birth by water to gain birth by the spirit and birth by water and birth by spirit came with a lot of goodies it came with a lot of advantage it came with a lot of a lot of euphoria it came with a lot of drama with a lot of things that if you are not conscious and you do not know the word of jesus you might lose focus on that which is the goal the goal is kingdom 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 so we enjoy the fullness of god too 
We are not alien to the goodness of God. We are not alien to the grace of God. We are not alien to the saving grace of God. But we know that the essence of those saved, of, of everything that came with our salvation, of everything that came with our saving grace, is so that God might find us as an ambassador and as a person that he can deploy and that he can point to on the day of battle. On the day of Jacob's battle, it will be a very, very strong aberration for Israel's sons to be not to be not around it will be a strong aberration for for jacob's son to not be around it will be a strong aberration for us to be throwing party when our 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 father's house is in ruin it will be a strong aberration and and we're claiming that we are enjoying we're enjoying everything that came they mocked and they scorned the last of the scorn and they despised them and said what is this thing that you do Will you, rebel, will you rebel against the king? Now look at the disposition matter that I'm telling you. But I answered them. Then I answered I them and said unto them, The Lord God of heaven, he will prosper us. We are short of this thing. That, oh my, if God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? What shall separate us from the love of Christ? If God is on our own side, who can be? What we are sure of is that God is on our side. And this God, he will prosper us. Therefore, we a servant, look at it. We will arise and build. That is what this is matter of everything I'm saying. Number one, we are sure of the prosperity of God. We are sure of the victory that we are fighting for, but we do not sit there. We do not say, Oh, thank God is is prospering us. Oh, it's gonna prosper us. Oh, we have this victory. Oh, everything is going to be all right. And then we sit back. No, after we are sure, we are sure, we have assurance of salvation, we have assurance of victory, we have assurance of deliverance, we are sure that God is on our side, he's never going to leave us, and he has never left us, and actually we are fighting, or we are going to fight because he is with us, we are sure of that, but we, his servant, we are still going to arise, and we are going to build. We are going to arise and we are going to build. It's a disposition that first God is with us. On this matter, God is with us. On this issue, we are sure that God is with us. On this issue, God is with us. On this battle that I'm fighting, battle against anything that you might be fighting, battle against addiction, battle against sexual perversion, battle against any 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 sinful habit, battle against anything that you might be hungry it might even be it might even be spiritual battles generational issues different kind of stuff dark dark encounters different kind of things that might be coming your way at the moment what you should be assured of in the midst of them is that this god is with us and he will prosper us after that you then arise and then you build you arise and then you fight how did nehemiah and the host of israel how did they build how did they fight the bible says that when they began to build they were building with one hand and on the other hand they were holding spare that is a very great strategy we are be we were building we were building we were holding spare and we, they they got to a point they were even making shifts if you build in the afternoon 
if you, if you are part of the masons in the afternoon, you will be part of the military formation in the night. If you are part of the military formation in the night, be sure you're going to build in the noonday. It's a strategy that we will both build and we will war. We, we do not live where God is building us from, but everything that seeks to disdain and seeks to attack and seeks to diminish the effect of what God is building in us, we're going to shut them down. We're going to shut them down. It's a dispositional matter. Let, 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 let's look at one more. Let's look at one more. Oh my God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. First Samuel chapter 17. This is the story of David when he went to fight the Philistine. You first see, you, you see, you see, you see this principle play out every time. Just the principles play out every time. It's first a dispositional matter that on this battle, we have the victory. On this battle, we fight from victory. On in this battle, in this matter of spiritual warfare, we fight from 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 victory. Look at it now. First Samuel chapter seventeen and verse forty-five. Oh my God, Kilafara Sevino Cambrosia. Look at verse forty-three. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with stars? Verse forty-three. And the Philistines cursed David by his gods. <laughs> he cursed David by his God. And the Philistines said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the hare and to the beasts of the field. Hmm. Then said David to the Philistines, Look at it now. Look at what he called David by his gods, and he said, Come, I will give thy flesh to the fowls of the hare and to the beasts of the field. He, he, that is that is a is, is a disposition or the, the that that thing will be sent and that disposition is created by words i won't be able to reach that point today we see that our first tool is word is words is words is word kai 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 is words when the devil came to jesus on the mount where he was being tempted the weapon the sole weapon it, it is written it is written it is written the word the word, the word is our tool, is our is our weapon, is our weapon, is our weapon. But we will see that. Oh my god. Let us let us move on. Let, verse, verse 4 to 4 said, the Philistines said to David, just to cast as passion to any confidence that David had in his heart, just to bring down any form of strong confidence that David might be having in his heart. That is what the, the Philistine is, is trying to say. Come to me, I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the hay and to the beasts of the field. Look at what David said. This is a man that has been trained by God. This is a man whose hand, you remember he was the one that wrote that Psalm 114 that said that he teaches my hand to walk. <laughs> oh my God. And my fingers to fight. This is what the, the man said. This man has been trained by God. His finger has been trained. His, his, his hands have been made strong by the arm of the Lord. His heart has been fortified by, by the presence of Jehovah. His, his mind, his entire mindset has been affected by the Lord of hosts. They look at what he said. He said, Then said David to the Philistine, hmm, Thou camest to me, thou comest to me with a sword. And with a spear, with a spear, and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day, the Lord will deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee, and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host 
of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth. And all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. I will beat you. I won't fight you. I'm going to beat you. There's a difference between beating and fighting. I will... Daddy, we bloody the nose of the devil. We bloody his nose. I will beat you. This is this is a done deal. It's a dispersion you have to carry. No matter how how fierce it is that the battle is, is looking, you are battling against any form of addiction. Oh, from today, rise up and say, I will bloody your nose. Never let any stage, any stage of that habit you are facing now, never let it cast any aspersion on your conviction. Never let it cast doubt on your heart about any conviction that you have in God. Ensure, 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 no matter how fear the attack you are facing from darkness, the attack you are facing in your place of work, in your play, in your business place, anywhere that you are, no matter how fear the attack is, never let your conviction of this disposition go. That I will beat you, Satan, I will beat you. I will beat you. I'm not standing on my home ground. I'm standing in Christ. And if your memory is still intact, if you have your memory correct, you will know. You will. You. You will know that there's a track record. See, Jesus. Jesus dealt a blow on you in time past, and we will do it again and again and again and again. It's a dispositional matter. Take that to heart. Next week, we're going to continue on that tangent. Father, we thank you for today. And thank you for your word that you have sent out to us. Almighty God, we ask that you will equip us on and on, on and on, on and on for the battle of our day, our hate and our time, our generation facing this severe attack of the enemy, this severe attack of the enemy, and we seem weak, we seem beggarly in the face of the enemy. Lord, we ask that the table be overturned, that we eventually coming to that actual strength that we have in you that you will equip us with you energize us for the battle of our time and of our head blessed be your holy name jehovah in jesus mighty name we pray hallelujah see you next week praise the lord